Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well, enjoying your vacations uh, wherever you may be, or if you're not on vacation, uh, I hope you're still enjoying. We're going to be learning tonight Maseches Psachim Daf Nuntes, digging more into the into the world of Kachim. The second half of Maseches Psachim, referred to as Pesach Sheni, uh, which is of course a double entendre, is really going to dig into the world of Kachim more. And tonight we're going to be focusing on uh, the Seder Hadvarim. Uh, what was the actual flow of events in the Mikdash as things took place? So we started yesterday with a Mishnah that indicated that first the Tamid took place, the Tamid Shel Ben Harbayim took place, and again, was it at eight and a half or seven and a half or six and a half hours, the Machlokos therein, um, uh, and then after that was the Korban Pesach. So now we're going to pick up on the bottom of Nun Chesim Abayz, the last two lines, and here the Gemara paints um, a little bit more of the drama of the day. Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis have taught us, the Tamid, the afternoon Korban Tamid was brought, and that was prior to the Korban Pesach, as we learned in our Mishnah. Pesach, Kodem Lektoris. So then it was Tamid, and then it was Pesach, and then it was Ktoris, and Ktoris Kodem Neros. And then they would light the candles of the Neros of the Menorah. That's the order. And what's the reason why? As we turn to the top of Nantes Aleph, so there the Gemara explains explicitly. And again, this is all a part of a Brisa. Yeuchar. That about which it has tupsukim, one that says ba'erev and one that says namely the korban pesach, which has these two languages. So then that should be yeuchar, should be later than the davar ella So we have a, a pecking order that when we see that a pasuk has two references to erev, so because erev is night and it's two references, so we make it later in the night. However, that's uh, the Korban Pesach, but by the Parsha Satamid, which is, uh, it's just Bain, it's just going to be a reference to Erev. So then under those circumstances, it's, I'm sorry, it's only Bain Har, Bain Bilvad. So that's a little bit earlier. So according to the Brisa, the reason why we know that Pesach comes after the Parsha Satamid is because of the double reference of Erev and Bain Har, Bain by Pesach, whereas by the Parsha Satamid, there's only one reference to Erev. And that is the Pasuk of Bein Harabim. So asks the Gemara, Nun Tesmaral of Third Line, Yihachi, if that's true, then Ktores Uneros Nami Niktimu the Pesach. If what you're saying is that the whole order is based on references to Erev, so then what we should have had is it was Ktores and Neros should also be before Korban Pesach. Neither of them have the double reference that we would have anticipated to put them after Pesach. They're certainly earlier than that, maybe even before the Tamid as well, according to the logic of using the multiplicity of Bein Harabayim and Erev. Forget that. The, the language is totally different here. It says the Gemara, Yeuchar, as we said above, it should be the thing that should be later is Dabar Shanamar Bobo Erev, Bein Harabayim, the Dabar Shalonamar, excuse me one second, the Dabar Shalonamar Bo. Um, so the Gemara here is bothered by that because when it comes to the Pasuk of the, um, the Ktores, there we have the language of Bein Ho'arbayim. So because we have the language of Bein Ho'arbayim and it's only once and it doesn't say Ba'erev and Bein Ho'arbayim, so therefore we should have assumed that Ktores and Neros were going to be before. So says the Gemara, we'll see why we put uh, Ktores and Neros together. Well, I mean, the Pasuk does speak that, about them both, but we're going to also see that there's a comparison between them. So that's what the Gemara is bothered by. If what you're telling me is that the order, the flow of events, the reason why Tamid is before the Korban Pesach is because of the number of times it says Erev. So then we should have put Ktores before Pesach because it says it fewer times. It says Erev fewer times. That's the Gemara's question. And the Gemara answers, no. 
there's a difference between the Ktoris and the Neros as it relates to the Tamid and the, and the Korban Pesach. Shiny Hasam, Demiet Rachmana, quote, Oso. That from the Pasuk, it, it has an exclusionary word, an isolating word, the word Oso. What is the Pasuk? The Pasuk reads, um, that when it comes to the, the Neros, it says, Oso. So let's see what the Brisa says about this word. The Tanya, how do we know that the Neros and the Ktores go after Pesach? The Tanya, Me'erevad Boker. Tainla, Midasa, Shethedolekes, Me'erevad Boker. See, there we have something else going on, which is that we want the candles to last all night. So by definition, if we need the candles to last all night, they should be the last thing. I, it doesn't say Bein Harabayim and Erev in a Hanami. I agree with you. But based on the extra word of Oso, so we can learn that we are focused on the fact that it should last all night. And therefore, the candles are going to be last. Tavar Acher, another approach in this price. The only avoda that we have, which is me'erevad boker, korbanos are not brought during the day. The only thing which is me'erevad boker is this mitzvah, is the mitzvah of neiros. My taima amarkra yarocho so aharon uvanav me'erev ad boker. Oso, uh, oso me'erev ad boker, vein davar achem erev ad boker. Only that, only the mitzvah of hadlakas neiros lasts all night. Nothing else lasts all night in the world of the mikdash. There are no other mitzvahs like that that have a mitzvah of, of the whole night. Korbanos are, are precluded from that. We don't bring korbanos at night by and large. So therefore, says the Gemara, uh, it has to be therefore after uh, Pesach and Tamid. And then the, finally, the Gemara concludes, the Iskash, Ktores, the Neros, and the Forshmer point out that they're both referenced in the same Pasuk. So that's how we get to where we, uh, where we are. So let's just review. Uh, if we look back at the very bottom of Nunches and Beza, the Brisa that we began with, we said the order was uh, Tamid, Pesach, Ktores, and Neros. And the reason why the order is this way is because Tamid belongs where it is. It had to precede the Pesach. Pesach says, Bein Harabayim and Erev. Whereas Tamid only said Bein Harabayim, so Pesach's later. I, why do we say the Ktores? Why do we do the Ktores and have Neros afterwards? Because, um, uh, because the Ktores is Iskash the Neros, and the Neros, and the Neros have to be the whole night long, and because it's Me'erevad Boker, so therefore it has to be last on the list. Good. Good. So that's Bryson number one. Now we're going to see Bryson number two, which a little bit flips us on our, on our head because it says the Gemara of Atanya Kikushion. We actually have a brysa like your question. Remember the question we just asked? Why is it that Neros and Ktores are after the Korban Pesach? Maybe they shouldn't be. Let's see what this brysa says. The Neros kodmos le Pesach. Uh, sorry, skipped a line. Tamid kodem le Ktores. The Tamid is before the Ktores. Ktores kodem le Neros. The Neros kodmos le Pesach. So here the flow is very, very different. It's Tamid, Ktores, Neros Pesach. So says the Gemara, what's the Svara here? We should make that which has a double reference tonight later, namely Pesach. Um, so says the Gemara, that's why we have the pecking order of Pesach being after the Korban Hatamid. Says the Gemara, but wait a minute. Remember, we just learned the Bryce of Oso to indicate that Neros should be last because Neros are Me'erevad Boker. So if Neros are Me'erevad Boker, then, then why did you put uh, why did you put Neros in between the Tamid and Pesach? It should be last because it has to last all night. Says the Gemara, Hi, oh so, mi boy, le, le, me, ute, avoda, shibifni, shibifni. No, 
you learned the word oso differently. And because there's a fundamental machlokas in the Tanaim about how to word the, learn the word oso in the Pasuk of Ya'aroch Oso, so therefore we totally had that they, if you can imagine Lemaise, the way they ran the Beis HaMikdash was different. On Erev Pesach, they would bring the Korban HaTamid, and then there was a machlokas in the Tanaim as to what you did. Did you then go to the Pesach, or did you, were you then mocked your Torres, light the Neiros, and then do the Korban Pesach? Big machlokas in the Tanaim, all based on one fact, which is, how do we understand the word Oso in Ya'aroch Oso? According to the first approach, where the order was Tamid, Pesach, Torres, and Eros, we learned that the word Oso indicates and reminds us of the need that the candles need to be lit, Me'erevad Boker. But according to the second approach, where the order was Tamid, Torres, Neros, and then Pesach, and there they learned the, learned the word Oso different, Hai Oso, Torres, that word, those words came to teach us about something different, it came to teach us about the Torres. What did it come to teach us? Says the Gemara, one third of the way down, Sal I might have thought, because the Pasuk says that Aaron lit the candles, I might have said, I might have thought that maybe we should light candles first and then go to the Ktores to teach us an exclusionary rule that it's coming to teach us that no, you cannot do it in that order, but rather the Ktores should go first and then the lighting. Okay, great. But then what do the words what are those for? That doesn't teach us anything about the order anymore. It's not we're, we're looking at the word oso, we're not looking at So how do we use the words neros. At the time that you light candles, the Torah should still be smoking. Namely, that's a, the clarity, right? So this is the, the way that this Pasuk is learned according to the second group of Tanaim that has the order as Tamid. Torres, Neros, and uh, last but not least, of course, is Pesach. So this is a big machlokas. Again, how do we understand the word Oso and the Pasuk of Ya'aroch Oso, and therefore the implications of the flow of events on Erev, uh, on Erev Pesach, where one would have to bring the Korban HaTamid. Uh, was it brought the Korban HaTamid, followed by immediately the Korban Pesach, and then Torres and Neros? Or no, was it like the second version that we saw in Nuntes and Medalev? Was it the Parshas, was it the Torres, sorry, excuse me, was it the actual Tamid, followed by the Torres, followed by Neros, followed by Pesach? Those are the two versions. Says the Gemara halfway down, a Tosefta, Tanu Rabbanon. This is an idea we saw yesterday. Ein Chadavr Shekodim L'Tamid Shal Shachar Elektoros Bilvad. The only thing that comes before the Tamid Shel Shachar uh, is the Ktoras. Shneem Arba, Baboker, Baboker. Just like we saw on the top of the page by Erevan, Benhar, Baim, a double reference means we can go later than the Tamid. So too we see here, Baboker, Baboker means we can go earlier than the first Tamid. So therefore, by Ktoras, where it says Baboker, Baboker, so therefore we, we do the Ktoras first. The Yuktam Ktoras. So we said, of course, by the parsha tummy that it's uh, that it's done in the morning. It's done in the boker. But the Torah says baboker, baboker, and therefore it's earlier than the tummy. And that's part one. Now, part two is where things are going to get a, a little more interesting for the rest of the day today. A little bit more than halfway down. This we saw already, and then the Gemara adds a new one. Let's analyze. Says the Gemara, and this is all within the sheet of the Tanakhama. When it comes to the Tamid Shalbein Horabayim, the only things that are allowed afterwards are Torres, Neros, and Pesach. Now, first of all, if you look at the language here, this language is like the second Brisa. Look at the order that he put it in. 
Remember, we started out today with a, a two-way machlokas in the Tanaim. Is the order on, um, on Erev Pesach, Tamid, Pesach, Ktoris, Neros? Or was it like the second approach of Tamid, Haktora, the Ktores, and then Neros, and then Pesach. Look at his language here. He says, the Tanakhama writes, Ein mis akev achar shall upesach. So seemingly he held like the second Shita. But he adds in another group of people, which are the Mechusar Kippurim. We've already had this a number of times in Shas. The Mechusar Kippurim are a group of people. Um, it is uh, Zav, Zava, Yoledes, and Metzorah. These are people who had to wait a significant amount of time in Tuma. They had to go to the mikvah. And after the mikvah, they have to wait for what's called Erev Shemesh. They have to wait for the sun to go down in order for them to be eligible to eat, uh, to eat food that they're eligible to eat, kadshim, whatever they are. So let's say that a person's mechusar kipurim and they want to be able to eat the korban Pesach. The problem is that they didn't finish bringing all their korbanos because a mechusar kipurim has to bring korbanos as well. They have to bring three korbanos as we'll see today. So the problem is that we seem to allow, says the Tanakama, the, the Mechusar Kippurim, to bring his individual korban after all of the other korbanos. Just imagine the scene. It's Erev Pesach. The world is crazy. Everybody's bringing sheep all over the place to add for the Hakrava. And this guy is like, oh, sorry, Mechusar Kippurim, can you please help me uh, be eligible for to eat the korban Pesach, eat the korban Pesach. So this is a Tanakama that it's allowed. Erev Pesach shetovol sheni, so that this uh, this guy who's a mechusar kipurim can eat his korban Pesach. Okay, that's a sheet of the Tanakama. Rabbi Shmuel ben Osher, Rabbi Yochanan ben Baruka takes it a step further, and he says, Omer af mechusar kipurim mishayim osashana shetovol veochel bekachim leerev. Says, forget about Erev Pesach. You're always allowed to have the mechusar kipurim be brought after the the uh, after the tamid shel ben harbaim. This is very mechudash. We already learned today why it is that the Ktores and the Neros and the Pesachim were brought after the Tamid Shalbein Harbayim. We got that. Those are the Mari Mekomos of the last two days. What's very strange is that we've never seen the Mechusar Kippurim. And not only is it allowed on Erev Pesach, it's allowed year round. Mechusar Kippurim is always allowed to, to show up after, after out of the blue, to show up after the Tamid Shalbein Harbayim and say, hey, I forgot to bring my Korbanos. Can you please help me? I don't want to be a Mechusar Kippurim anymore. Here are my animals. So then says the Gemara, I understand one of these shitas, but I certainly don't understand both. Bishlama, two-thirds of the way down. Bishlama the Tanakama, I understand. In the case of the Tanakama, the case that he's dealing with, where he introduces the flexibility of bringing a korban for a mechusar kippurim after the tamish of Arbaim and Erev Pesach, I, I understand that because you're immediately enabling the mechusar kippurim to eat from the kachim, to do a mitzvah saseh Torah. And this is a mitzvah saseh, which has a built-in isrkari. It's only two mitzvahs in the Torah, like that bris milah and, uh, and the, the korban Pesach. So it says the Gemara, who's talking about someone who's a mechusar kippurim bringing his korban on Erev Pesach, what we're doing is we're just, we're, we're trying to pick the lesser of two evils, as it were. We have two conflicting Yisurim. The one we learned about yesterday is that you're not allowed to bring something after the Tamid Shalbein Harbayim. The one we're talking about today is that this guy who's Mechusar Kippurim is not able to eat the Korban Pesach as it stands until his Korbanos are brought. So it says the Gemara, when we're talking about 
you know, we're putting two things on the scale. On one side of the scale, you have the mitzvah sashel Torah to eat from the korban pesach, and if you don't, there's an iser kares. And then the yidche, it's stronger than the aseid hashlama. Aseid hashlama is the language of the Gemara, which references aleha hashlem kol hakorbanos kulam. So that's what the Gemara says yesterday. The aseid hashlamim, which means that you cannot bring any korbanos after the tamid shel ben arbaim. So says the Gemara, I have a conflict. On the one hand, I can't bring a korban after. That's an Isra say. And at the same time, I can't not have this person eat. It's, it's Pesach. He has, to, he has to eat. He's got to eat the Korban Pesach. So because the Isser of Pesach has a, an Isser Kares built in, so therefore we allow that to be the trump card. Fine. That, that, that all works out. That's great. The problem is not with the Tanakama. The problem is that Rabbi Yishmael seemingly allowed this year round. But if it's allowed year round, then the two things that are on the scale are not Pesach with Kares and bringing a Korban after Tamash Ben Harbayim. It's a regular weekday. It's just a regular day. This guy's Mechus Kippur. He shows up after the Tamash Ben Harbayim. He says, please bring one of my Korbanos. And the Kohen's like, according to Rabbi Shmuel, yeah, sure, no problem. So says the Gemara, that makes no sense. Says the Gemara, the Rabbi Shmuel, Ben Baruch, Ben Baruch, my Ume Dahai Asay, Mehai Asay. See, now, when it's not Erev Pesach, what are the two things you're comparing? You're comparing the Isser Asay of bringing a Korban after the Tamshah Ben Harbayim with this guy who has a mitzvah to bring the Mechus Kippurim Korbanos. But they're equals. So what's Rabbi Shmuel talking about? How could it be, according to Rabbi Shmuel, that you're allowed to bring a Korban after the Tamashal Ben Harbayim just because he's a Mechus Kippurim? That's not enough. It's enough if you tell me that there's an Asay of of Pesach with an Isra Kari, then I understand that the scales are tipped. I got it. But when it's a regular day against a regular Mechusar Kippurim, they're two equal Isurayase. So how does Rabbi Shmuel make any sense? Great question. Gemara is going to present a couple of answers and then we're going to analyze them. Here is the Gemara's answer number one in the name of Rav Chizda. Amar Ravina, Amar Rav Chizda. Answer number one, very, very clever. The chatas that we're dealing with is not an animal of meat, it's a chicken. And the chicken, the only part of the chicken that goes on the Mizbech is the dam. Because the Zrikas Hadam is done on the Mizbech, this we saw in previous Mesechtas above the Chutas Sikra, below Chatas, Shlomim, all these Sugas and other Mesechtas, we'll get back to them in a couple of years. But here what we're talking about is that there's no conflict because when this Mechusar Kippurim brings his korban, it's oaf. And because it's oaf, there's no meat being burned after the Tamil Shalbein Harbayim. So says Rabbi Shmuel, no problem. The two things on the scale are not, it's nothing. It's the Isra say of, of bringing something on the Mizbeach versus the blood of a chicken. That's not on the Mizbeach. Problem solved, says Ruchiza. We're not talking about Buster. We're talking about Oaf. And therefore, the Oaf, that meat never goes on the Mizbeach. Rav Papa Omar, Maybe we're even talking about a Chatas Behema. We're even talking about Basar Mamish. How does that work? Because then we're back to our question. If Rav Papa is saying that we're talking about Basar Mamish, we're back to the question of the Gemara that Rabbi Shmuel is just simply outweighing evenly two Isure Asay. One is that you can't bring a, a, a korban after Tamashab in Arbaim, and the other is that the Mechusar Kiburim wants to do a mitzvah. He wants to get out of his uh, status. So says the Gemara, what does Rav Papa mean? Ma'ale. Yes, he brings the animal up onto the Mizbeach, but Umelina Mizbeach. You put it on the Mizbeach, but you don't cook it. You don't put it in the fire. So we'll have to figure out, is that a thing? Does that actually work? We'll see a little bit later today about that as to whether or not the food has to be edible or as to whether or not it's ma'akev, the kapara of the mechusar kippurim. Says the Gemara, that's great. 
you might have solved the problem with the chatas. That's wonderful. You solved the problem with the chatas, but ha'ika asham. And the asham, this is the question on the first sheet of Rav Chizda, the asham is mamish basar. You buy a chatas, you can use an oath. But when it comes to the asham, which is the second of the korbanos of the, the, of the mechusar kippurim, nothing to talk about. It has to be basar mamish. So bishlama le rav papa, hainu demalanle. That's not a problem for Rav Papa's answer because according to Rav Papa's answer, bring the animal up and just don't cook it. Just put it up there on the Mizbech, on the, by, by the head of the Mizbech, but just don't cook it. That's good. But according to Rav Chizda, you can't answer that it's a bird. You can't use a bird for an Asham. So you're stuck again. Answers the Gemara. Oh, no, no, don't worry. The Asham was brought before this point. You're right. You're right. Asham would have been a problem for, our, for his approach. For the approach of saying that we're dealing with a bird and that you can't actually bring any meat, and he doesn't agree with the second answer of Rav Papa. He doesn't agree. You can bring the meat up to the top of the Mizbech. You're not allowed. So according to the first answer of Rav Chizda, what is he talking about? Shekar of where the Korban Hashem was already brought. Okay, what about the third Korban of the Mechusar Kippurim? What does he say? Ra'ika Ola. What about the Korban Ola? Says the Gemara. Okay, that's a good question. Vechitema. Ola lo me'akva. Maybe you'll say that the Korban Ola, the third of the Korbanos that he brings is not me'akev. Maybe he still gets kapara, even if the ola has yet to be brought. Says the Gemara, that's not true. But Tanya, Bishma benosh Rabbi Yochanan ben Broka Omer, Keshem shechataso ve'ashamu me'ak benoso, kach olaso me'akavto. When it comes to mechusar kipurim, just like the chatas and the asham are me'akev, he doesn't get full kapara until these two korbanos are brought. Kach, so too, olaso me'akavto. So, you you tried to sneak out of it, says the Gemara. You wanted to say that maybe the korban ola of the mechusar kipurim. Maybe he'll still get kapara. No, you absolutely don't get kapara. The chitema says the Gemara, eight lines from the bottom, the Testament, the chitema. And if you want to say that as it relates to the korban ola of the mechusar kipurim, bishakarva olaso, maybe he already brought the, 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 the ola earlier. Like we said this by an asham. We, we accepted that as a possibility for the asham. So maybe the mechusar kipurim already brought the asham and already brought the ola. Says the Gemara, that's not possible because we have a rule that the korban ola always follows a chatas. And therefore, the question is a very good question. So that maybe it was already karev, the korban ola, that's not possible. The word rishon here is removed by the yashon. If you look at the agos v'tzionim, he writes, rishon leisa b'ksav yad, yad. This word rishon is a mistake and it belongs in parentheses. It should be removed from the Gemara. No way. You cannot bring a korban ola before a chatas. How do we know this? Tanya, the Brisa writes, based on a pasuk, v'ikriv es asher lechatas rishona matam alomar. What does this pasuk mean? Im lelamid shetekodemis leola harekvarnemar ves hasheni yase ola kimishpat. If you want to say that it's to teach you that it, that the chatas comes before the ola, we already know that. It's coming to teach us a rule. Yes, you taught us the rule there, but we're expanding this everywhere. What's the expansion? It says, uh, This extra part of the Pasuk is teaching us a binyanav. To review, a binyanav is where you take an idea that's taught in one area and you expand it widely across a vast area of halacha. So what's the binyanav that's being applied here? That just like in general, just like in regards to this Pasuk that we see here, this Pasuk is a Pasuk in Vayikra Perakeh, and it's talking about a Chatas, it's talking about Malika, and there we see that the Chatas precedes an Ola. So it says the Gemara, Ah, so it says the Gemara, now we have a Binyanav, 
And the rule is that an Ola always follows a Chatas. So you can't sneak out of this answer. We said, what about the Korban Ola? That's made out of meat. What are you going to do with that, Rav Chizda? How do you solve that problem? You said this was a chicken. It's not a chicken. It's an Ola. The whole Ola gets burned to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What are you going to do? So says the Gemara, This is an unbelievable idea. Even a chata that's a chata that's a bird would come before an ola that's a behema. Even though Ladina and elsewhere in Shas, there's a machlokas, is chicken even is it even flesh? We we paskin that it is midarabana, not midaraisa. The bird, which is not even basar, but if it's a chatas bird, it comes before the basar ola. So you can't tell me that the korban ola was brought before, says the Gemara. That's not true. This Mechusar Kippurim is the exception. Amar Rava, shiny Olas Mitzora, Zav, Zava Yoletas, and Mitzora, that when it comes to a Mitzora, it's not true. The Rachmana Amar, as we turn to the top of Nuntesma Beis, the Rachmana Amar, the He'ela HaKohenes HaOla, Sheheela Kfar. So the Gemara answers, I know I just gave you this whole Binyanab, this whole fancy answer, that the Korban Ola never precedes a Chatas, Answers the Gemara, yes, it does. When it comes to a Mitzorah, one of the Mechusari Kippurim, and therefore we presume, the Gemara therefore assumes that by other Mechusari Kippurim, that therefore we are allowed to bring the Ola first, and therefore the question against Rav Chizda falls away. We are on the top line of the Testament days. Let's continue chipping away at this Machlokas between Rav Chizda and Rav Papa. Omar lay Rav Shemen Bar Abba the Rav Papa. Rav Shemen Bar Abba asks Sakasha to Rav Papa. Lididach, according to you, De Amris, you recommended that what you do is your malu malina baruch You take the animal and you bring it up on the mizbeach, but you don't burn it. Says the Gemara Kayam, and that's going to sit there. They're, they're going to make a big mistake. You, what, what you tried to say was that, yeah, he could bring it up to the top of the mizbeach. No problem. Let the animal sit there. You think you're the only person on the planet? It's Erev Pesach. There's animals everywhere and animal parts everywhere. This one animal of the Mechusar Kippurim is sitting there. The Kohanim are going to make a mistake. Says the Gemara, they're going to assume that this animal needs to be burned right now. And the Kohanim are going to make an error. And if they make an error, that's the Isser Ase of bringing a Korban after the Tamid Shabain Harbayim. So that's a big problem. What about the Kohanim? Answers the Gemara, Omar Le Kohanim's reason, hey, no way the Kohanim don't make mistakes. When I was in college, I took an animal anatomy course as part of my bio studies. And they, we walked into the lab with all these dissected animals. They had toothpicks in them with little flags. And it would say, what uh, artery is this? And what nerve is this? And whatever it was. All they, they mamish knew every animal that was up there. They knew what was going on. The principle of Kohanim's reason, hey, is not just that they're from. It means that they're really on top of their game. They knew exactly what was going on. And if someone had an animal sitting up there that was Mechusar Kippurim, they communicated with one another. Everyone knew it was Mechusar Kippurim. We were not Choshesh, no We were not Choshesh that the Kohanim would violate the Isser Aseh of Hakrava of a Mechusar Kippurim, even on Erev Pesach, when everything was totally wild. The animals that were being brought, the volume of blood, as we know from, the, from Chazal, it's unbelievable. That's what Kohanim's reasoning is a very vast, vast compliment to the world of Kohanim. Let's continue. Says the Gemara, Amr le Ravashi the Rav Kahana. We don't know who said what to who. But here's what was said. This is going to be a multi-step discussion here. First of all, if the animal's not cooked, 
it's not yet eligible as a gift for the Kohanim. They can't eat it to Tanya. Maybe they could take the meat home uncooked. Says the Gemara, no, it's not theirs. The Bryce says it's not theirs. It first has to be muktar. It first has to be cooked before it becomes theirs. I'm not talking about edibility. We're talking about halachic rights of the Kohen to the, to the chazeh and to the shok. So it says the Gemara, until it's cooked, it's not theirs. Later, we see that they get access to the chazeh. But until it's cooked, it's not theirs. Well, then wait a minute. Where's the kapara? It continues the Gemara. The kama de kohanim loachle basar bailim lo miskapre. Rav Papa, you said that the machusar kipurim, he's, not, he's allowed to bring the korban, but we can't cook it. So says the Gemara, it's a klutz kasha. The whole thing is, it, it's impossible. If, if what you're saying, Rav Papa, is that you could bring the Mechus Kippurim, but you can't cook it, well, then it doesn't become the Kohen's until you cook it. And until he gets it, you have no Kapara. So then the whole thing is, is messed up. Uh, the whole Havamina, it doesn't make any sense. How could you recommend putting the animal on top of the Mizbeach? It says the Gemara, let's finish up this point. How do we know that there's no Kapara? The Tanya, quarter of the way down in Testament base. The Tanya, Ba'achlu osam asher kiper bahem. Melamit shakohanim ochlem ubailem the only way you get kapara is when there's a potential for achila. So again, back to Rav Papa, how did you recommend that a machusar kipurim can get his kapara by bringing an animal up to the Mizbech without burning it? This is just not true. <laughs> there needs to be achila by the Kohanim. This is a very important principle. There needs to be achila by the Kohanim to get kapara. But here, we're not allowed to do that because it's a regular, it's a regular day of the year. Remember, it's not Arab Pesach. This is a regular day of the year here. So that's what this was, all of this was, was within Rabbi Yishmael. So Amar Lay, we don't know who was talking to who, but whoever the, the Rebbe was, it was either Rav Kahana or Rav Papa, responded back to whoever the other person was. Amar Lay, We know that if there's an animal that became tame or an animal that became lost at this point in the process, after it was uh, shacha, after the shechita was done, so the halacha is that the bailam still get kapara. So says the Gemara, because in this case, within the camp of Rabbi Yishma, that a mechusar kipurim can bring a korban even after the tamishal ben harbaim, but you're not allowed to cook it. So we allow him to be makrib. We treat it as though it was nitzma'u or sha'avdo, and therefore he can still get kapara. So it says the Gemara, the Tanya, the Brysa writes, we might have thought that if a, a, a shechita is done and then the animal becomes tame, and because it becomes tame, the Kohen can't get it. And because the Kohen can't get it, the person doesn't get kapara. We would have thought maybe the Kohen would still not have gotten the rights to the chazen to the shok, at least halachically speaking. Of course, if it's tame, they can't eat it. But at least they should have halachic rights to it to generate kapara. Says the Gemara, we would have thought, lo yu kohanim zakoim bechazev shok, halfway down, tell lomar, Says the Gemara, no matter what, we assume that once the, kor- the korban is shachat, we assume that if it's tame or, or if it's nevat, if it becomes impure or if it becomes lost, the halacha is, the halacha is that mikol uh, makom, that the Kohen gets the rights to the chazen, to the shok, and therefore, by definition, the bailim get kapara. This develops out Rav Papa's answer to the fullest. Now let's just summarize. We said that uh, there was a machlokas between the Tanakama and Rabbi Shmuel ben Rabbi Yochanan ben Baroka. And the Tanakama held that the Mechusar Kippurim, the, the Zav, Zavah, Yuletis, and Mitzor is allowed to bring their korban even on Erev Pesach, uh, I should say only on Erev Pesach, even after the Tamish shall be in Harabayim. Says Rabbi Shmuel, forget that. The other 300 and some odd days a year, you can also do it, no problem at all. 
So then Rav Chizda said, how is that done? It must be that he's using a chatas oh. Says the Gemara, that's uh, only partially helpful. Rav Papa gave the answer that, no, we're talking about even busser, it's just not being cooked. I, what about the fact that it's not going to be cooked? And if it's not going to be cooked, it can't get to the coin. If it can't get to the coin, there's no kapara for the bilam, says the Gemara, that we treat it as though it's tamay or nevad. And therefore, it says, if the Kohanim got the chazeb ashok, and therefore, says the Gemara, the bilam do get kapara. So that's how the Gemara answers with the Rabbi Shmuel. Continues the Gemara, two more short sigas, and then we'll stop. Rav Kahana, Rav Kahana, or halfway down. Rav Kahana, Ramik Siv. Rav Kahana uh, brought a contradiction in Pesukim, Rami or Minhu, same word. When it comes to the Korban Pesach, the halacha is you're not allowed to let it stay out overnight. You're not allowed to leave it out till the morning. But the whole night, no problem. And here's the contrasting pasuk. You have to be makir as it relates to the parashas tamid, as it relates to the halachos of bringing the korban tamid. We don't know if it's tamid shel shachar, tamid shbein arbaim yet, but it seems to be that there we have to be do the do it right away. When we do this haktar at the end of the day, it's got to be all the animals. So why are you saying that the korban pesach can be unburnt all night, and these animals by the time it have to be burnt all night before the night, as the night kicks in. It's not allowed to be available all night. you got to burn them at night. It says the Gemara, Rav Kahana asked the question. This is a phrase you'll see throughout Shas, if you have, I'm sure you're familiar, if you've been through even a, a couple of Masechlas, who mostly love Humafarikla, he gave his own answer, Kisheni Sosru, when there's leftovers, leftovers from what the Mephorshim point out, we're talking about the Tamid Shel Shachar. These are remnants of the Tamish Shachar, but Taka, the Tamish of Ben Rabbayim, that could be left out all night. It would not be a contradiction. But we're talking about uh, when the Pasuk says, that's talking about the Tamish Shachar, and therefore not a contradiction. One more question and answer. Rami Le Rav Safra, Le Rav. Rav Safra asks, and that historically doesn't make sense. Who was this? Sorry, just a second. The Rava. Yes, that doesn't make sense. Rava would have, was much, much older. If Safra was a third generation Amora. So on the Hegosvitsionomy, changes it here to Rava. Rava was a fourth century Amora, and Rav Safra, I thought, was a third century Amora. Could be wrong. It's if you have it on your card. Safra. Don't know. We can talk about it later. But it's not Rav. It's uh, it's it's Rava. Rami later of Safra the Rava. See the Pasuk right. Lo Yalin La Boker Zevachaga Pesach. You're not allowed to let it stay out overnight. You can let it stay out all night. No problem. See the next Pasuk writes, We have the Pasuk, famous Pasuk. What's the drasha? So the first Pasuk says it's allowed to stay out all night. The second Pasuk says that, um, that you're, not allowed to have, you're not allowed to burn this animal uh, a, a korban ola from the week, which is the korban pesach. The korban pesach was brought on erev chag. You can't burn it all night, so that's a contradiction. So Amar Le, you're not the first person to ask this question. The shani lehacha. Here is how the Gemara answers this contradiction. The pasuk is talking about where it's the fourteenth, which was a Shabbos. When you do a korban on Shabbos and Mose Shabbos is Pesach, then you're allowed to burn it all night. No problem. Omar Lay asks the Gemara, how far are you going to go in interpreting a Pesach? The Pesach doesn't say it's Shabbos, Shechalios, Erev, Pesach. Come on. That's a big stretch. So says the Gemara, Omar Lay, Mishum Dechelve, Shabbos, Kreven, Biyom Tov, Anan, Neku, Venema, Lay, Dehai, Krab, Arbos, Shechalios, Beshabbos, Hu. Uh, that the whole Pasuk is referring to this one case, you came up with a clever answer, but that doesn't mean that that's shot in the Pasuk. That's not what the Pasuk says. 
you've inserted your own understanding into the Pasuk that it's Shabbos, it's Ere Pesach. That's not what the Pasuk says. Look at the Pasuk. It doesn't say that. Olash Shabbos, Shabbos. So that's it. Who says it's Ere Pesach? So answers the Gemara. What do you want me to do? Leave the Pesukim alone. The problem, they were they had a conflict. We had to answer them. This is how the Gemara answered it. And that's Taka the answer. And it's no longer a contradiction in terms. And therefore, the when it comes to Shabbos that goes into Yantiv, you can burn it, burn it that night. But when it's a weekday that goes into Yantiv, you talk, have to do the burning before Shabbos starts. Good. We'll stop here at this Mishnah. Mir Tashem will pick up tomorrow night at 840 Chicago time um, on the bottom of Nuntes and the base. Wishing you all a beautiful day.